Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, what makes D.C. a sweet ride for entrepreneurs? We do work with universities, hospitals. We have sports teams. We have the embassies. We have all sorts of interesting things going on in Washington, D.C., and that keeps our company busy. Entrepreneurship is the nation's capital, often benefits from proximity to the federal government, but many of our leading entrepreneurs don't do any business with the government at all after they get their businesses going. An interesting example of how entrepreneurship can find people is Christina Buweri, president of Reston Limousine. Christina, thanks for taking some time to talk with us. Thank you so much for having me. Your story is an entrepreneur. I'm often remark when uh, I work with or meet with entrepreneurs, entrepreneurship is often forced upon us or comes to us accidentally. How did you become a small business owner and, and start Reston Limousine all these years ago? Well, I uh, was selling advertising and cold calling out of the Yellow Pages, and I made an appointment with William Buery, the founder of Reston Limousine, sold him an ad, then we started dating, and then we got married, and that's how I found myself in the limousine business. So... <laughs> <laughs> that is clearly one of the best stories I've ever heard for how one becomes an entrepreneur. So you found yourself in the limousine business, but as we look at where Reston Limousine is now, you've got a, a massive fleet of of um, not limousines, buses and, and drivers. You move a lot of people around this region. You must like it. I love this business. I can't think of anything else I would rather be doing. I, I believe I was born to be in this business. And when I joined the company, it only had five cars, and it was very small. And, you know, the first thing I said was, why don't we do weddings? And uh, he didn't want to deal with brides. I said, I'll deal with brides. So I bought lists of brides, and I cold called them. And within a year, we were doing 100 weddings a weekend. Our next big break was a government contract. Really? And a guy just knocked on our door and said, hey, do you want to bid on a government contract? I said, what's that? <laughs> and he brought me the document, a one-inch page, a one-inch thick document. I bid on that contract. I won it. It was with the U.S. Geological Survey in Reston, two buses shuttling into D.C. back and forth all day long. And I thought to myself, well, there have to be more of these. So I started researching government contracts. And in the next 10 years, I won just about every contract in the city grew the company to about 100 vehicles doing government contracts. The problem is now we were getting too big and they're all small business set-asides and we couldn't bid on them anymore. So you're an example of a theme that, that I have often touched on, which is that one of the biggest and best sources of capital to grow businesses in our region is the government. Absolutely. How is the government as a customer? The, go the government was fine. They had very high standards. Back in the day, they had technical proposals, and they even gave us a bonus if we did a good job. Now, most of that has changed. Now, most of those contracts are low bid and um, very competitive. But back in the day, the transportation companies were not doing the best job. And so when we first came onto the scene, it was easy to do a good job. We bought mm. a new bus, kept it clean, hired a great driver, and then we moved on and looked for our next opportunity. So, in effect, what you did was it something that I see every great entrepreneur do. The first thing is you you had enough gumption to create the original opportunity. It may have been something as simple as selling an ad, but you know, something I see most entrepreneurs, you and I are in Founders Core together, for example, I think all of the members share that in common. They get up every day and they, they try to make something happen. 
But having gotten yourself into the game, you seem to have an unerring ability to find opportunities. Well, I think that um, as an entrepreneur, you can never really rest and you have to always be looking for new opportunities. And so really the secret to our success is we've diversified our markets. We're in 13 market segments. So yes, we still do a little bit of government through mentoring uh, other companies and helping them win contracts. And then we take a percentage. We do work with universities, hospitals. We have sports teams. We have the embassies. We have all sorts of interesting things going on in Washington, D.C., and that keeps our company busy. And you've identified right in there a lot of the key industries that we have in this region, which is one of the reasons why this is such an amazing place to grow a service business, right? There's so many correct. different verticals. Christina, as a as a female entrepreneur, um, what are what have been some of the things that have struck you that maybe have surprised you as you've had to make your career as a business owner and a leader of an organization? Well, honestly, I, I never felt for a moment that being a woman hurt me in any way. In fact, I would say it's only helped me. I think women are amazing with juggling balls mm. and multitasking. And mm-hmm. so you take a, a typical woman, she's probably managing her household, she's working full time, she's doing the heavy lifting with the kids. It's multitasking, and that's what entrepreneurs have to do. So especially in the limousine business where we are juggling cars and drivers and schedules and dealing with changes all day long. So I think women have a great um, sort of disposition to the transportation business, and I don't feel I've ever had any disadvantage whatsoever. Um, The only thing that I could say is that sometimes I'm in a room full of men. I'll be the only woman in the room, whether it's a a board meeting or a a pre-proposal conference or whether it was at George Washington where I was a business plan judge, one of the other entrepreneurs looked at me because I was the only woman in the room and said, what are you, a teacher? And I said, nope, I'm a a judge. (laughs) And And you lose. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, really, you know, just a few things like that are the only things that have happened to me as a woman entrepreneur. You know, I don't believe that most men really get what you just described, which is, one of my best mentors over the years told me that if you want to get something done, give it to a busy person. There's no When I look at the successful women business owners that I know, what they all have in common is an unerring ability to cut through the BS, you know, and just and get to – stop with the arm waving. What, what do we have to do today? Do you think that is because in our, in our society and as things are patterned, women are put in the position – on a daily basis of having to be the adjudicator of how to manage limited time resources and just get things done? I think that's very true. I think women are very short on time and, you know, it's important for them to be home with their families at night. So they have to be very productive and organized and they have to delegate and, and make things happen. What do we need to do in this region to get messages like that? These, these mentoring messages out to our, our budding entrepreneurs, that everybody who has a desire for improving themselves can actually get access to smart people who can, you know, show them the way? Well, there's so many amazing peer groups, and I'm in one called Vistage, and I use that as a place to get great advice from other CEOs on how to grow my business. There's other great peer groups like Entrepreneurs Organization, where um I recommend entrepreneurs join a mastermind or a forum with other entrepreneurs to to really learn how to maximize their opportunities. Hmm. 
So as we head to 2017, how do you think, uh, what do you think of the business climate? Do you think it's going to be a good year? I think the business climate is really good. Um, anytime there's a change of administration, and it doesn't matter if it's Republican or Democratic, it always brings a lot of new energy into Washington, new opportunities. Um, and I think, especially with this administration, we will see a, a lot of, of extra activity. And I, I think that's mostly in the short term. I don't know what's going to happen in the long term, but I do think it's going to be a great year. Well, and we know that entrepreneurs like you are going to make sure that it happens. I sure will try. You will. Christina Boweri, president of Reston Limousine, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Next time you're on the Beltway in a monster traffic jam and you see a Reston Limousine bus to your left, you now know the story of the entrepreneur who years ago took an off-chance opportunity to create a great business taking advantage of proximity to the nation's capital. Another great example of what's working in Washington. See you next time. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.